He'd not forget who he is, or who General Washington is. A master at sizing people up, Washington must have cringed at Stuart's facile bonhomie, not to mention his drinking, snuff-taking, and ceaseless chatter. With Washington, trust had to be earned slowly, and he balked at instant familiarity with people. Instead of opening up with Stuart, he retreated behind his stolid mask. The scourge of artists, Washington knew how to turn himself into an impenetrable monument long before an obelisk arose in his honor in the nation's capital. As Washington sought to maintain his defenses, Stuart made the brilliant decision to capture the subtle interplay between his outward calm and his intense hidden emotions, a tension that defined the man. He spied the extraordinary force of personality lurking behind an extremely restrained facade. The mouth might be compressed, the parchment skin drawn tight over ungainly dentures, but Washington's eyes still blazed from his craggy face. In the enduring image that Stuart captured and that ended up on the one-dollar bill, a magnificent statement of Washington's moral stature and sublime visionary nature, he also recorded something hard and suspicious in the wary eyes with their penetrating gaze and hooded lids. With the swift insight of artistic genius, Stuart grew convinced that Washington was not the placid and composed figure he presented to the world. In the words of a mutual acquaintance, Stuart had insisted that there are features in Washington's face totally different from what he ever observed in that of any other human being. The sockets of the eyes, for instance, are larger than he ever met with before, and the upper part of the nose broader. All his features, Stuart observed, were indicative of the strongest and most ungovernable passions, and had he been born in the forests, it was his opinion that Washington would have been the fiercest man among the savage tribes. The acquaintance confirmed that Washington's intimates thought him, by nature a man of fierce and irritable disposition, but that, like Socrates, his judgment and great self-command have always made him appear a man of a different caste in the eyes of the world. Although many contemporaries were fooled by Washington's aura of cool command, those who knew him best shared Stuart's view of a sensitive, complex figure, full of pent-up passion. His temper was naturally high-toned, that is, high-strung, but reflection and resolution had obtained a firm and habitual ascendancy over it, wrote Thomas Jefferson. If ever, however, it broke its bonds, he was most tremendous in wrath. John Adams concurred. He had great self-command, but to preserve so much equanimity as he did required a great capacity. Whenever he lost his temper, as he did sometimes, either love or fear in those about him induced them to conceal his weakness from the world. Governor Morris agreed that Washington had the tumultuous passions which accompany greatness and frequently tarnish its luster. With them was his first contest— and his first victory was over himself. Yet those who have seen him strongly moved will bear witness that his wrath was terrible. They have seen boiling in his bosom passion almost too mighty for man. So adept was Washington at masking these turbulent emotions behind his fabled reserve that he ranks as the most famously elusive figure in American history, a remote enigmatic personage more revered than truly loved. He seems to lack the folksy appeal of an Abraham Lincoln, the robust vigor of a Teddy Roosevelt, 
or the charming finesse of a Franklin Roosevelt. In fact, George Washington has receded so much in our collective memory that he has become an impossibly stiff and wooden figure, composed of too much marble to be quite human. How this seemingly dull, phlegmatic man, in a stupendous act of nation-building, presided over the victorious Continental Army and forged the office of the presidency is a mystery to most Americans. Something essential about Washington has been lost to posterity, making him seem a worthy but plodding man who somehow stumbled into greatness. From a laudable desire to venerate Washington, we have sanded down the rough edges of his personality and made him difficult to grasp. He joined in this conspiracy to make himself unknowable. Where other founders gloried in their displays of intellect, Washington's strategy was the opposite. The less people knew about him, the more he thought he could accomplish. Opacity was his means of...